1: You'll look good on and off the course while enjoying all the technical benefits that let you play your best. Featuring streetwear inspired style,
0: the go-to collection rewrites all the rules and encourages you to express your style through every swing. Explore the new go-to collection on adidas.com slash golf fella. <laughs> Welcome back to a new episode of Missing Curfew here at Action Park Media in Hollywood. I'm joined with my co-host, Scotty, a.k.a. Updog Upshaw, and our boy in the booth, Kevin Connolly. And I'm Shane O'Brien, obviously. Uh, boys, how you doing?
1: I'm great. I'm going to crack open this. Oh, oh, that sounded crispy. God, beers are cold here. Thanks, it's Davey, early. Boy.
0: It's early, too. I, I, it. It. As As I, I used like it. I like being say, in the tee box. Yeah, sounds of summer there, <laughs> yeah, Upshaw. Sounds of summer. I mean, sounds if there's a summer. better
1: place to be than on the tee, it's right here, sitting next to you, boys. Hey, Conley's
0: yeah. been cracking pints. I'm getting the, call, the update, 6.45 a.m. Con's is cracking Coors Light's first tee. Irish crickets. <laughs> Irish crickets. <laughs> and uh, we're playing a little shorthanded here tonight. The Broadway Jimmy Hayes up. He took warm-up. He went out. He tested it. Uh, I guess Lower body injury Lower body body. I think it's the groin Something (laughs) with the groin He said maybe he's in Nantucket I'm not sure But we're playing Shorthanded up you
1: Yeah that's That's all they're saying You know This time of year I think it's playoff hockey But uh, you know You never know You want to keep Those injuries disclosed But uh, Jimmy Boy Will be back at it Here shortly But uh, in the meantime It's the three amigos
0: Let's do it Yeah and um, you know Come playoff time When a guy gets out of the lineup It's a good opportunity For someone to step up So um, who's next who's next who's that's next? the mentality here at Missing Curfew Action Park who's next Dave we gotta be ready so a question I wanted to ask you Uppy and and Cons will get your opinion on it as well it's it's weird because you never play back to back games throughout the course of a playoffs uh, and I just remember my body how it felt after a game that next day was a huge rest so what do you think Uppy as next player just these back to back games and, and how important the second goalies are
1: well, yeah i was just going to say without without a guy like uh you know when you miss one of your your key players like jimmy hayes here you got to have guys to step up you got to have a deep deep roster i've always been told as an NHLer, it takes more than just the 22 guys that are starting the season off on your team to win a win a championship throughout the year you you get into the 30s young kids come up uh you get old couple wiley vets you know lacing them up still for the boys to <laughs> to come in and fill some spots but uh, the goaltending has been huge, and and I think we we're witnessing that throughout the playoffs here, especially uh, you know the last couple of weeks, uh, some back to back games, things get tough, things in the bubble get tough, and you want those backup goalies who don't act as backups, they act as your second starter. You know, you got Fleury stepping in, making 30 saves the other night for Leonard. You know, I just look at Markstrom. Markstrom's played so many minutes and so many good minutes. He's he's so far been a consmite caliber goalie for the Vancouver Canucks and. He just ran out of dust here in the in the third period of the of the game the other night, didn't he? <laughs> he
0: ran out a <laughs> little dust. He, he, ran, did. Out, he ran out a little maybe dust. We'll find some of that in the bubble, but uh, yeah, no. I'll be. And I wanted to get your thoughts. It's it's something like you remember when we played throughout the the course of playoffs or sorry, I'm going to say regular season. Like anytime the backup goalie got in there during the regular season, like as for me as a defenseman for you, you were you know all responsible for like. I found that guys played harder for their backup goalies. Nowadays, is it 1A and 1B? It seems like both goalies can step in there and do the job. Like For me, it's like when I think playoffs, I want my number one goalie playing, no matter if it's back-to-back, whatever. We got to win four games as quick as we can. But nowadays, it doesn't seem like that.
1: Yeah, your backup goalie is usually a guy who, A, he's a beauty. Yeah, He keeps everyone chill. He loves the boys, loves hanging out. Always a guy that wants to go for beers because he usually doesn't play the next day. Yeah, I should have been a backup goalie. And then that rallies the guys around him. Yeah, you're always going to play better for your guys who, you know, put in the extra effort for guys after practice who stay and take fucking one-timer after one-timer in the neck. <laughs> guys are shooting fucking high in, yeah. uh, high in practice. It's on your backup goalie. You yeah. don't do that against your starting goalie. Uh, so basically, you know, the teams that are left, you know, Varlamov, you know, Grice goes in there, plays yeah, a exactly. greasy, pretty yeah. greasy game the other yeah. night. Fuck, steps up.
2: About to butcher a stat. And we'll check it after in the regular season, eighty-two games. You can't run your number one goalie every night. You have to have a backup goalie because after sixty games or something, the cup goes like way down. We'll check on it, but it's something crazy. It's like a backup quarterback in the NFL.
0: Yeah, it's true. And that's a good point. Like I think back to when I played in Vancouver with Luongo. Our two years, you know, Lou was typically he was a slow starter. He would even admit himself, but we would play him every night heading into the playoffs. And then you know we got in the second round against the Hawks and. You know, maybe he was a little tired. I never thought of it looking back at it like that. But it's just kudos to these backup goalies to go in there and and play in a playoff game and and go out there and kick. It's it's definitely different than when we played Ups.
1: And it fucking helps if your backup goalie is Flower. Or, you know, even like uh, Elliot in Philly. He steps in for Hart the other night. I thought he played good. They're just running into a buzzsaw with you know with the new york islanders but to have a guy like elliott backing up Hart, who's been a starter his whole life uh you know he took us to the conference finals the one year you know even beat out jake allen as a job in st louis and took us right to the conference finals uh just to have that is it's a backbone and i think vancouver you know, they, they had the lead going in the third period there in game four and just it kind of slipped away on them.
0: Yeah, Marky did look a little tired. And I got to be honest with you, updog and cons. When I flipped on the Flyers game with my Islanders t shirt on, I fucking was like, Elliot, are you kidding me? Like, Elliot, what the fuck? He's like, still there. He's still, like, hey, he's still there. Yeah, good for good guy, him. Though. Still making, yeah, but he looked good. I know, but like they lost the game. It's, I'm not saying it's his fault, but if I'm the head coach, I'm losing with my number one. I'm not losing with my number two. If it works out, You look like a genius, like Trotsy right now in New York. But if you lose, and I'm the GM or owner, I'm like, fuck, why didn't he start Carter Hart? The kid's young, he can't play back-to-back. That was my initial reaction.
2: What is the backup goalie's mentality day of? In the back of your head, you know you're not playing, but then all of a sudden you're in the net. No warm-ups, nothing. You're just there in the playoffs. What what happens with a cold backup goalie coming
1: in? Well, hopefully it's not fucking hung titty. Because if he's well, hung over, then it's it's a whole other can of worms. You what you you know. Hopefully he didn't dip into the vino too well. Hard the night
0: before. If hey listen, I'm from a guy who might have went out too much of his career. If you're a backup goalie and you're hung cheese the night you're gonna get the start once a month, then fuck you. Maybe you do have a problem. But it's like a starting pitcher.
2: Yeah, it's like, like yo, bro, you play once yeah. every five days, can't till you wait until the fucking
1: day? Okay, do you have to go golf 18 and fucking drink all his transfusions?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Up if you're a backup tenor though and it just falls at your going in to play the New York Rangers and the coach the night before is like hey you're getting the start tonight but you got something lined up with some dime and some dinner are you going to be like fuck I better stay in the night or are you still going to be like I'll play guilty tomorrow I'll make some savings for the boys uh, you got,
1: I play we were good at playing guilty yeah. it'll be, but, but what uh, about no warm ups no the no warm up thing is it's, it's pretty much like asking your pitcher who has you know, no ambition to go in for that night. Yeah. You want to rely on that, say, the starting pitcher to pitch nine full innings and fucking take the guys to the promised land. Yeah. It's pretty much what the backup goalie wants yeah. wants to have happen. When he gets called in, he don't get no fucking practice shots. There's no slappers from the <laughs> That's blue true. line. Just fucking feeling a couple, you know, feeling good, making sure the hair looks good and the helmet, yeah. all that good stuff. No, he he's going in and fucking taking one tease from fucking Barzal and Ovechkin, like they're coming at you. uh, Rice
2: did a really nice job of that the other night. They yanked Varley. Islanders lost that game in overtime to Philly, but he
0: stepped in and he he fucking closed the door on Philly. Yeah, no, it's when it pays off for you, especially in this unique situation of back to back. Like it's it's a great opportunity. I'm just an old school guy. Fuck, it's hard to win a playoff series as it is. I'm going with my number one if it's back to back or not. You gotta but, go
2: back to back but, when you're 25 years old. I don't yeah, wanna hear like, a
0: fucking word about it. I don't wanna fucking guys got young groins get in there and kick cut a hat. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm sure he wanted to play. Yeah, too, it's right? Just, it's just, the, everyone's been doing it. And up, as you know, the NHL is a copycat league when it comes to four checks, breakouts, whatever. So coaches are like, well, this guy's doing it. It just seems that that's the mentality of of the bubble. And, and Cons, you had a question about these overtime games for the boys. What was it again?
2: You wonder like what goes on between periods like in terms of getting ready for the next period. I mean, is it Gatorades, water, or just sitting down, resting? Do you take, well, we could get into that at another point, but my question for today is, you know, what do you do between the first, uh, maybe you handle one overtime and now you're rolling over into double OT. <laughs> what are the boys uh, doing in the locker room? Is it about carbon take? What is it?
0: I can tell you what the updogs do, and the updogs firing a few texts out guaranteed. I, I remember when, when I was yeah, out of the league, set
1: the bottles up on the table. Yeah,
0: I was out of the league, so I would <laughs> Uppy was one of my favorite players to watch me in Loops, and Loops. I would text Uppy like, fuck, great period. But you think you get it after the game? Sure enough, ding, right there. Thanks, always. What's going on? What, what am I missing back in Newport? I'm like, nothing. Get the job done out there. But no, Uppy, you played in some long games. That's a great question, Cons. What goes on when you're going to double and, and, and triple OT and stuff like that?
1: A lot of it depends what's going on with the group. You have a lot of different groups. Some super vocal other guys just kind of who who have been there they kind of just it's a demeanor you probably go in just having confidence guys stay calm get your rest go like some guys take their gear off, put on new shirts. Other guys are, hey, where's the food? Any, anyone got a hot dog or pizza? Right, it's that's legit. what I'm saying. So some people want some carbs, it, right? Totally. Yeah. If it was if it was Hitch, he'd, he'd be reaching for the power bars. <laughs> hey, it's Hitch, he's on the power
0: bars. bars. The boys need them. What does he need I energy love you, Hitch. for?
1: I don't know. So, but he he walk about? across
0: the ice in that <laughs> outfit, <with that>, uh, <laughs> just so he doesn't fall down out there.
1: No, so you, you know, even from a coaching standpoint too, you think about the coaches. They come in after first overtime. They don't need to say much, right? Oh. It, it's fucking guys have confidence. Let's go out yeah. and do it again. After the second overtime, and Obi, I know you've played in a couple of these too. No one even says anything. You're basically you're, you're starting to work on fumes. You're tired. It's let's go out and fucking get a greasy one.
0: Yeah, you're like somebody fucking get one here so we can get out of here. But Cons, I'll tell you my old trick, buddy. I learned it from Pavel Dimitra, who unfortunately is no longer with us. He passed away in that Russian plane accident. Who was a great guy, it's but demo, horrendous. Story. Yeah, horrendous story. But his move was. In between periods, so you lay on the you lay on your back cons and you put your feet up in your stall so. Your back's down, but your legs are up, so the blood flow is going. Elevate it. Elevate, Elevate the legs. So,
1: yeah, lactic acid. I, mean, yeah, I wasn't
0: there. much of a like, uh,
2: I don't see you elevating the legs. I'll at tell you periods. what, cause, at
0: Desperate Times, I was elevating the legs. <laughs> it was good down there. No one talked to you. <laughs> Elevate the legs, boys. Like,
1: Obs, you ever come off a period or, or warm ups and just not quite feel 100% and just take all the fucking gear off, go have a shower? Yeah,
2: <laughs> I, I, lots all of the times. time. That
1: was my thing. You
2: too. can shower between periods, just like
0: a fresh
1: start. Oh, if you have a bad period, yeah. Marty, like, Marty McSorley would do it all the time. Yeah. Marty McSorley, New
0: tarp? You can do whatever you want. A new jersey? Yeah. You want a new jersey? Get a new fucking. Jersey. I put new gitch on, new socks on my feet. I need something. I, I just wasn't feeling it. Hey
1: trainer, give me a new new fucking skates. Or are really? you play? Blab- hey, my skates
0: are not sharpened for fuck's sake. Sharpen these up for me. Yo, if anybody wants to borrow my McDavid stick, it's open to you guys <laughs> we, anytime. We gotta He's get still that on that McDavid. We gotta guy. get that knob trademark for Connelly. <laughs> Maybe we could sell it at fucking Dick Sporting Goods or something. <laughs> <laughs> the Connelly knob, fucking one fifty a pop. They'll be yeah. sold out
1: just like their dumbbells. I can't find a fucking. A you can't
0: get a dumbbell to <laughs> save your life. No, it's true. Yeah, it is true, but we're going to try a new segment here. You know, at Missing Curfew, we, we, we take a lot of pride in Night Updog. Like, we play together. We want a locker room feel. Um, we appreciate you guys' listeners, so we're going to do a little fan question thing that we get on Missing Curfew and Uppy Social Media and myself. So, uh, moving forward, if you guys have anything out there that, you know, you want us to talk about, you're curious about the National League, on or off the ice, you can probably tell you more about off the ice, but the first question is, um, it's Hoffman underscore fit, Updog. I know you were no bucket guy in warm up. He asked us, "What's it like playing in the NHL when your helmet falls off?" And have you ever scored a goal out there with your bucket off? Which would be fucking amazing if you had,
1: buddy. Just as you're talking about that, I took my headphones off and I gave the <laughs> I gave the hair a little twist back there. To make look, sure it's looking good. It does here. look good under there. It looks so. Good. Uh, it's a great question. Um, we love all these questions, but it's one of the best things about playing in the National League as a young player when you come in is literally like looking around the room out of the old guys. And and for us, they all no one wore visors. Yeah. No one wore a fucking helmet in warmups. Uh everyone was going into the mirror with the LA looks, which is the shittiest. <laughs> fucking dippity do, dippity do, LA on. looks gel to put in their hair. And basically going out for warmups for a little feel. You know, it's a shoot around. It's yeah. in basketball when they go shoot hoops and they're wearing their tracksuits. It's just what we get to do for hockey when you just listen to tunes and get out there and have fun with your boys and check out the you know, you see yourself in the mirror. Or in the glass, yeah. skating around.
0: <laughs> Not everyone's doing that, but we were.
1: Yeah. Flipping parks. Also,
2: too, there's a branding element to it, right? Sure. I mean, it's like, as a hockey player, you're covered up most of the time. And, uh, you know, you get the lid off for warm-ups. And you go, oh, wow. You see your squad. You see the team as a fan. But who was it that got hit in the head? Didn't somebody take a big well, shot in the Taylor,
0: head? Taylor Hall got stepped on in Edmonton as a, as a second-year player. So the rule was... I asked Chris Pronger my rookie year because I, I was dying to go no bucket. So I'm like, Prongs, what's the rule for no bucket? He said, 100 games. You get 100 games in the National League, you can take your bucket off. After my 100th game, I never wore a fucking bucket again until Bob. <laughs> Is bump. that a rule? That was what Chris Pronger told me. Yeah, so, that's a rule, yeah. Yeah, 100 games, you can go no bucket.
2: And then it's optional. Not now. It, it, it's got to be mandatory. They could
1: still go no bucket no, out I there. I think for even warm-up. the kids are probably pushing to get 50 games now. That you kids know that so Barzil
0: wants know. to be skating around with no bucket for one. He should.
1: He's so fucking good. Yeah,
0: he is for sure going no bucket out there.
2: And let me ask you a question. Just, I don't want to get too far off topic, but, and this is something that I've always wondered about. How aware are you? And I know you guys, you know, you like the ladies in the stands. How much can you see and how much can you get away with before you get a. Get a funny look from the coach if you see a girl and the whatever in the first row. You're like, hey, like, how do you communicate to this person?
1: I had eyes like a fucking hawk. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be spot him in section three hundred nine, row two. Hey boys, you see the popcorn guy up in the third deck? Check out the girl. <laughs> Check out the girl beside the him. The girl beside She's him's got a nice smoking. got a
0: nice can. But I got a funny story, con. So we were playing with that Vancouver and Calgary. And we go up 3-0 right away, right out of the gates. I'm like, this is fucking over. First TV timeout. The ice girls are wearing retro jerseys. And I'll never forget it, it was this girl was wearing Theo Fleury jersey. So TV timeout, I hop off, I go over to her. I'm like, hey, we're staying tonight on the to Cowboys. I'll see you there after the game. Like she's like, okay, I'll see you there. I can't wait. I come back to the bench. A V is like, Obi, keep your fucking head in the game. Sure enough, boys, we piss away a three-goal lead. And now I'm like, uh-oh. If we lose this game, I am fucking in one. Thank God the Sedins go off. We come back and beat them 6-3. And I saw our Cowboys that night, so it was a pretty, pretty <laughs> successful mission.
2: But that's all nice. How do you communicate? I, oh, I know you have an well, I got ways,
1: con. How, what,
2: well, explain it to me. Yeah, so you see girls, away, so. do you send, do you got a guy, like between periods, where you go, yo, there's a girl, she's sitting behind the bench, go up to her. Like, how does that go?
1: <laughs> I've had a couple different situations. When I was younger, it was more, you just kind of, fuck it. At times, you're like, do I know that girl? There was... <laughs> I can't say this actually. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could, but I probably won't. So no, there was one uh, situation in Edmonton. I was playing with I was playing with St. Louis, and first period, right behind our bench, young kid, cute little kid. He's probably eight and loves hockey. You could tell he's like eyeing up our bench like he's Tarasenko, and like and at the time, like you're like, all right, the kid probably plays hockey. He's eight years old. He's sitting with his mom. Okay, where's the dad? Dad's probably going up for beer. <laughs> Dad's probably going up for beers, grabbing a hot dog, grabbing dogs. a burger, or he's up with his buddies on the concourse shooting the shit and left the tickets for, you know, for his wife and the kid. Second period comes around, there ain't no dad. It was just the, the mom, really cute mom, and so, the kid. And so now we got my, my… Now the my, wheels are my, turning. My, now my wheels are turning, right? <laughs> We're up like 3-1, and uh, I come in after the second intermission, and I go right to the trainer room. And in the trainer room, they have all the sticks, and they got tape and pucks, and so I grab a St. Louis Blues puck. And I grab white tape. And on the rim of the puck, I tape the… I I put white tape around. I grab a black marker. uh, I write my name, my phone number. And then I sign the puck with a silver marker. (laughs) And I make it so you can actually rip this fucking tape off. So what a move. uh, So now I come off. We're up 3-1 against the Oilers. And right at the beginning of the period, I tell my trainer. I'm like… It was was good guy, Richie, at the time. I'm like, Richie, I need you to just fucking flick this puck over to the kid. And then I'll look the back kid. at the same time and I'll kind of like wink at the mom and the kid can just, you know, nonchalantly <laughs> take the tape off and give the tape to the mom and the kid… Everybody wins. The, everybody wins. I love that you the got kid, the kid involved. The kid does not have <laughs> a puck with my phone number on it, right? That's I did not want that to happen. I toss this puck over and <laughs> Chief, my coach, sees me. Fucking Everyone sees it. Mike sees. It's I, so obvious. It, it was obvious. happened, right? And girl's really cute and the crowd all realizes what's going on. And they just start fucking dying, and I'm like, I kind of give a little, uh, you know, a little <laughs> tip nod, of the hat, little tip of the cap. Well, sure enough, McDavid wah, comes down, fucking scores three two. Then they get another one, three-three. Then I'm like, holy, holy fuck, fuck, this ain't good. Like yeah. now it's gonna be bad. It's all gonna be my fault and when you get... did that with McDavid on the
2: ice? I, well, That's no, it was just job. after. Just McDavid
1: in the building in general. <laughs> and basically. <laughs> in the building. I forget who scored. I want to say it was Colton Pareko. Thank you, Pareko, for uh for you for know bailing, bailing out. me out there. Uh we end up winning four three and uh I end up meeting meeting up at the Monaco somewhere that. in the summer.
0: I love that. You you know, that's a great story. That doesn't surprise me. I love that you got the kid a puck. So you did the right yeah, thing. because it's Yeah, the kids. kid has no clue. And then you got yourself a date after the big win. Yeah. So you know what? You gave back to the game, and you rewarded yourself for a big road win. <laughs> in so my right. hometown.
1: In his hometown. My parents were at the game, too. I'm sure they were watching me, watching my antics. At the
0: proud p- as can be. That's my son. That's my son down there. Our the next question is from, this is a little, uh, Scar Bacon. Scar bacon. Jesus. I got scars and I like bacon. But anyways, the updog, he wants to know. He must be a Canucks fan. Mr. PTO, he wants to know about your free trip to China. And I kind of want to know how that was oh, too man. when you went over there to try to sell the game.
2: Did you guys play hockey in China?
1: Best soup fucking dumplings on the planet over there in Shanghai. Oh, um, I went to Vancouver Canucks training camp my last year in St. Louis. Um, we were all Canucks over. We're on. all Canucks, baby. First thing Obi says to me right before I leave, he's like, Obi, or he's like, Up dog, remember one thing. We are all Canucks. We're all Canucks, buddy. Go it get it. says it, it like... everybody right everywhere in the dressing room. As soon as you come in the room, we are all Canucks, so... <laughs> I it. said, go get it, buddy. What a city. What a fucking... What an organization. I I was cherishing the opportunity to be there. So, uh, we play in the China Games, it's called. It was pretty much a promotional event. Us versus the LA Kings. Oh, really? Before training camp. Um, yeah, last year, they sent over two East Coast teams. I think it was Philly and someone. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't no, I didn't know. No, they do it every year, yeah. But so, so, China hosted us. They pay for everything. So the highlight of the trip is this airplane we take over. So the LA Kings leave from LA and they jump on like a Delta flight, average plane, Fuck. average at best. We fly on this fucking tits, uh, crystal air line. It was, it was built It's a brand new airline built by a company that owns, um, what do you call those when you're on the boat, big boats, those fucking yachts? Nah, well, yeah, yachts are good. No, a cruise is like cruise ship, cruise liner, cruise massive like, cruise liner, like Carnival company. cruises. Or so something they built like this airplane to do like these worldwide cruises for really fucking high end people who just want to jump in these birds and and fly fucking city to city. So we get on this plane and there's 85 full day beds with big fucking screen TVs. What? We got the Bose headphones and everything's hot hot Stewies. Yeah. Okay. So we're on there with the. <laughs> we're with Bill Daly's on our fucking flight. We got all he the all the NHL brass coming over to to you know promote the game. All the referees, great referees by the wow. way at the time, and we get up in this bird for a fourteen hour flight, I think, and the fucking wine starts flowing. And they got a poker table up in the mid- in the f- first class of the plane, tables in the back, and it's it. Obi, you would have loved it, but high and cons, unreal whiskey, love it, fucking gin and tonics. Don't mind me. I mean, I'm a can't. soda guy, but fuck it, it on. So for 14 hours, it was like the one of the coolest team bonding experiences. Rather than going to like a fucking West Point or, or you know, Ann Arbor, Michigan for training camp. Yeah. You jump on this fucking sick bird for 14 hours with the boys and you land in Shanghai, China. And you get to have four days there. Uh, mind you, we did a lot of promotional work and didn't have much time to kind of sightsee. But we played two games and we went out for fucking good Chinese beers. And those, like I said, soup dumpling. If you haven't tried a fucking soup dumpling, you're you're missing out. I love a good dumpling.
0: I'm not going to lie.
1: So uh, anyway, I got back from that trip after playing one game and got a call from Doug Armstrong and the boys in St. Louis and said, get the fuck out of Vancouver. Come back to St. Louis.
0: College, you'll love this. Um, So I'm doing some Sportsnet 650 stuff and and Mr. PTO Upshaw's in, in Vancouver and I'm pumping them hard. I'm pumping them hard. So that day, I go on the radio, I'm like, "Up! I just pumped your tires as, as hard as I could. He's like, fuck, Holmes, I just signed a one-year deal with St. Louis. I'm like, shit. All right, well, you could—you would have been a great Canuck, but congratulations. But
2: By the way, I got my stat. All right, fire it. In the last six seasons, none of the Stanley Cup final winning goalies was among the top 15 in games played during the regular season. Uh, so the average is like 58. So that makes after sense. you cross over that 60 mark... You uh, you don't yeah. win the cup. You yeah. got to rest your goalie. What about Holtby? Holtby, but well, funny you should mention that because he's mentioned here as well. Holpe, um... because
1: fuck, he plays a lot. He yeah. used to anyway. I know he
2: played fifty eight games that year.
1: Oh, so just wow. under. That's so like that's the sweet the spot. That's you the... want to be
2: under sixty games played. Fuck, you should be to give yourself a give yourself. A, by the way, Garth Snow told home. me. Garth, Garth Snow told me that a long time ago. Yeah, Garth Snow. We're gonna Snow, get into Garth Snow. We're gonna get
0: into Garth Snow in a little bit, but. Um, So that takes care of the fans. So thanks a lot, Uppy. That's great story there about China. I knew you, you had a great time going over there. I know it was important for you when you're on your PTO to get to know the boys. It was, um, and you had another great training camp. So we're gonna dive right into some playoff hockey here. Um, Obviously, last week we got a little bit off topic, but we were just we had the locker room mentality going. We were having fun. We were having having fun. fun. It's we had a great setup here. We were just shooting the shit, but. It was a great uh, episode until we started talking about hockey. <laughs> yeah, the <laughs> hockey got in the way last time, so.
1: Hey, sometimes in the locker room, you don't talk fucking hockey, do you?
0: No, you never do, really. So, I mean.
1: We're just start trying talking, to figure this shit out no, yeah, here, you're too. You talk about, about everything
0: else but the game.
1: I mean, once these beers start flowing, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to talk about. I know,
0: buddy. I'm. It'll be something. I miss
1: drinking so much, to be honest with
0: you. You're almost home. So, Obi, what day is this of the cleanse? This
1: is day 22.
0: All right, you're a week out. I'm a week out, but that proper 12 is talking to me over yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, it's wanna, yeah. It's talking to me, but it's hey, okay. Hey, listen,
2: at this point, if you don't crack on day seven, you don't crack on day 22. I mean, you're No, almost, I know, but I, almost I, home.
0: I knew heading in that that late would be trouble for me. Early, I was like, I was feeling pretty fat, and now I feel good. Like, my, my you know, it's not that big of a thing. I wear double X clothes, but at least they're <laughs> a little loose. I know it's not something to brag about, but... So I'm kind of missing a cocktail, but...
1: Do you uh, recommend this for uh, any of the listeners out there, this 30-day whole challenge? What do you think? Listen,
0: I got a little bit off, off track after my career. You know, I was a fat guy club, like in the fat club story. So I was always getting weighed, always body fat. So when I got done playing, I just... I hadn't weighed myself in two years. And when I got on that scale, it said, get the fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> ouch. So, ouch. 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 So if, listen, if you're, if you're like me and you like, you know, I like to call it comfort food. Whole Thirty Challenge would kind of straighten you out a little bit, but it's helped me with keeps, my podcast. I'm, yeah, I'm text I'm waking fame. up before the up dog, which I will gotta be honest, it feels fucking good. Yeah. <laughs> it feels good. The you know many times I got text from this guy throughout my life?
1: <laughs> fucking wake up, O'Brien. You know, <laughs> it feels good. The one day when you slept over at my house, I was staying at Cam Fowler's place that summer. <laughs> and fuck, fuck you're, up, you're, up, yeah, yeah. you're upstairs in the back bedroom, uh, bear-clawed, you know, <laughs> doing your thing. And it's Door like long. 7 a.m. and we are golfing with fucking Freddie couples in the morning, right? Freddie's a member at our club. Great he loves guy. the boys. Obi, He and I, fuck. we love fucking fuck Freddie. He's, awesome. he's the man. He's yeah. one of the ultimate. Anyway, we got a tea time with him. at It's probably 7.45, but it's on a Sunday. And I know it's a 50-50, right, if we're going to make it. Not and even 50-50 so, 50-50 for me. 35-65. Uh, actually, 90-10 no, not yeah. showing cons. And I'm in this guy's room trying to wake him up. And I'm like, Buddy, you cannot fucking miss this tea time you're with Freddie.
2: standing like, over the bed, like, talking to him, Uppy? Like, Uppy's,
1: you're not through the door. Oh, you Are standing in I'm, the room? I think I'm, I'm elbowing him, like, in the ribs, just like, get and, up. And, oh, so
2: you would just end him on the night before, and you just, like, just got to just gotta make it to I, I the shower. I
0: left it all out there on the Saturday night. Yeah. Forgot about the tea <laughs> as time. You with, as for, as you do. Forgot about the tea time with Boom Boom and Up Dog. <laughs> <laughs> and, up Dog. <laughs> and Up Dog. Thanks, Uppy. You rallied me. I did I did For play. sure. Did, did you rally? You get him in the shower? I rallied. I had a shower. Cold, hot shower. Coffee on the course. You have one. Might have uh, sh- yeah. a- had, had a shot of J-Mo when I got to the ditch. Big Canyon might have had one of those. Ditch. but uh, As
1: our boy Jeff Gale would say, he have an option. I could be hung over, but it's not going to be today. But it ain't going <laughs> to be today. <laughs> and then you just get right back at it. All
0: right, so playoff. Home. Yeah, let's get into some playoffs here. So we're going to start with Tampa. You know, they closed out the bees last night. I had the bees. Anyways, we're we'll getting the beast. Uppy, we haven't given Tampa any love. I haven't. You haven't. Broadway um, or Con. So
1: let's get into Tampa, man. They they're playing well. Give us your thoughts. Uh, they look good. They are hot. Depends where you look. Probably a team that's uh, you know got the highest percentage to win this thing. Now uh, they played well. Both series is both played well. Cooper's got the boys going. I mean, he's he's been a winning coach in this league. He yeah. seems to he seems to rally these guys. They got a couple guys who are just doing a lot of fucking right now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and and where I want to really shine light on, uh, because I was a glue guy. Uh, I'm not yeah, going to say right. I'm 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 the caliber of, of one particular guy here, but the pickup of of Kevin Shattenkirk this summer not for your boy. Uh, Not your boy, and you know the New York Rangers leaving him out to dry. Uh, he took a deal to stay to to go there, um, play in his hometown. Anyway, Shadi, you're fucking playing unbelievable, um, making great plays, two huge assists last night. Uh, a locker room guy through and through, plays fucking unreal tunes before the game, uh, gets the boys fired up. His little kid Connor's a fucking just turned one. He's just a beauty, little fucking kid just motoring around. But so him him and Patty Maroon are two huge big huge huge pickups and. Basically, you add a, you add a couple of guys like that to provide some confidence for a group that's been there and just haven't found a way to get over the hump. Uh, they're playing simple hockey now, and the simple hockey is turning into fucking scoring four and five a night. And yeah. no Stamkos.
0: No Stammer. The, and you know what? I love Stammer. I, I he scores 50 goals a year. You I should love him. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I would hope you love him. See, I'd be a good scout concert. <laughs> um, I met Stammer. He was drafted first overall in Tampa when I was there. He's a great kid. Fuck, it seems to me he never plays in the playoffs So Like, it's just, unf- I, listen, injuries, happen. They, they happen. But it's just, it sucks is what I'm saying. Like,
2: What does it do to your psyche when you're the star of the team and then you go down and they make a run like that and you realize that a team is bigger than one guy?
1: For sure, especially in hockey. Yeah, we said it before. You don't win with just the 22 guys you start the season off with. Whether it's your best fucking player, your starting goalie, or whoever the fuck the case may be. Um, <laughs> it's you win with fucking the deep lineup and, and they have the deep lineup. Those pickups. So another Bogosian. This guy. Fucking Bogosian. Yeah. He's been playing well. I hear he's a beauty. I've never, I, I think I've had beers with him one time in, in maybe Buffalo with the fact daddy. I don't know. I and used to try to fight him when he was first coming in the league. And- the, the fight too, fight for was, better hair. I don't know. He was just too good of a
0: player. He's like, I'm not fighting you, O'Brien. I'm like, fuck.
1: But a big pickup when a guy like McDonough, their one of their top D men, goes down. He Huge fills pickup. right in, fucking for yeah. you know for McDonough. Plays big minutes. He's actually fucking motoring the puck up the ice, skating like he's 22 again.
0: Fucking coast to um, coast.
1: And then and then you you look at what they did, and I we mentioned this before the before the show, but. Tampa Bay gave up the fucking farm. They gave up the cows, the fucking the pigs. They gave up everything. <laughs> fucking for, chickens. <laughs> for some pickups here at the deadline. And if this NHL. Who would they get? Well, they got Goudreau and this kid, Coleman, Coleman, both playing third line, but both playing unbelievable minutes and playing hard, two way guys who play fucking feisty. I mean, they just fucking ran through the Boston Bruins. It's not. Yeah,
0: I got down here with just their depth, like you said. Their depth has been unbelievable. They can play all four lines. Big rig, Patty Maroon, I think, was a great pickup, like you said. I, I still don't know why the Blues didn't sign him, but whatever. My question to both you guys, or what I think about this team is, listen, they've had some, some playoff struggles, right? Great regular season team. Last week, last year, they got swept by the, the Blue Jackets. Yeah, they made it to one finals and lost to, I believe, the Blackhawks. Does this bubble hockey, Uppie and Cons, does it take a little pressure off this Tampa team that, hey, Okay, let's relax. It's kind of a fresh start. We don't have any pressure on our regular season. It seems like they've come together in the bubble.
1: Do you think that's helped them at all? Yeah, I mean, some teams have had the bubble hockey blues. Yeah, uh, and like some, the Bruins. The Bruins had it this series. But for a team like Tampa, who... I. I think we talked about this earlier, how a team like Vegas, for example, just they're fucking ready to rock, right? They've been there, been to the conference finals twice, you know. Stanley Cup finals. But fucking Tampa's the same way. Tampa is like, fuck everyone. We have been there every year, regular season. We've got, you know, we got ousted. We played some really tough teams in the Eastern Conference in these playoffs and and came on the wrong side of things. But, you know, this is our year. Why not? Fuck it. They give up two first rounders for, you know, for Goudreau and Coleman, what I said before. And they're all in. It's like, now's our fucking time. Cooper, yeah. I mean, he's, you're getting your boys there, but they're not winning for you. You better fucking, like, and I hear he's a good coach. So it's, uh, these are big moments now for these guys getting to the conference finals again. There's going to be some exciting hockey coming up here, but the Tampa Bay Lightning, you got to think, they're a, they're fucking leading the charge here on the East. Yeah. They're, they're good. I agree. And, and it is
0: now for them. Like last year when they got swept, I remember there was a lot of chatter about, if does Cooper come back? You know, they were President's Cup champions through the regular season. And they remind me, Uppy, through our era of a team like the San Jose Sharks. I remember going in the Shark Tank back in the day in the regular season. And you're like, how does this team lose a fucking game? And then they get in the playoffs and end up losing a heartbreak series, blah, blah, blah. So I think their time is now. We haven't been giving them any love. So congratulations to Tampa. Hell it's yeah. going to be fun to watch them move forward. They're good. Palak. Palak. Palak or Palak? Hard. Palak palat i believe okay palat. Yeah, i fucked that
1: right that's up it's okay you're, buddy this you're guy fucking is fucking on right. fire he can tip biskies like pavelski four game goal streak tying the longest in team history wow uh but then again there's a question here with this fucking seattle team coming up
0: do yeah. they keep them
1: that's he's true. like look at their fucking squad they're so deep good young players yeah. uh he's a the guy they're gonna have to make a decision on that's a whole other fucking can oh, of worms God, that's, or, that's
2: that just or, gave me anxiety
1: or, or, but you're, he, you're gonna lose yeah. a good player too on the island bro
0: Sticking with that series, the Big Bad Bees. Listen, I jumped ship. I went Barkley style. I picked them after I picked Philly to win the East. I think personally, boys and cons on updog. I think the COVID break hurt the Bees more than anyone. I think if if this wouldn't have happened, the way they were playing in the regular season, the momentum they had, I think they would have got it done. But as you said, the bubble blues up. Yeah, I don't think they could get it together, and and they looked. Kind of slow against Tampa.
1: God, they just look so fucking good in that, in Carolina. Like, I took yeah. Carolina thinking Boston's just, they. Boston has the blues. Uh, they didn't play well. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Boston. There's a lot of shit going on over in Boston. And and they lose Tuca. Like, what do you think? Like, we're talking two goalies, but you lose your number one ups. Bruce Cassidy said it in interviews last night. It was basically, you know, it did affect our team. There's no question. Um, oh, he, did he say that? I mean, he's your Vesna, fucking you know, Canada goaltender. Getting you know, down to the playoffs, it's you need best players. You need your guys. You can't have everyone step up. And and Halak came in, did a half decent job. Maybe could have did a better job he if he did. If you know, if this is the regular season and they're still vibing. Totally, Halak jumps in there. It's probably fucking Grant your kick save here. Billy Ranford fucking stack pass <laughs> Billy <saver>. Smith.
2: <laughs> so I think there's something going on. There's more to it, isn't there? I cons? just feel like there's something. They just didn't look like themselves. Like I don't know. I think there's more to that story. And and like you guys, said, it's really none of anybody's business. I'm gonna. I don't know Tuka Rask, but I'm gonna say that he had good reason, and uh, and that's that. You know, listen. You don't break up the team. They lost. Same thing. Yeah. Okay, Tampa, they lost last year. Horrible. President's trophy winner. You get swept out of the first round. It's terrible, but it happens. Yeah. It
0: happens all the time.
2: Well, not all the time, but it happens. Yeah, it does happen. <laughs> no, it
0: does happen. And and the thing about the Bees is, yeah, listen, I, I mean Uppy were talking before. Like I thought the veteran teams that have played in Stanley Cup finals, like the Blues and like the Bees with the fans, they might struggle a bit. And maybe that had something to do with it. And, and Uppy, I'm curious here, and, and Cons, I want your opinion too because you're, you're an old school guy. Like, Uppy, if you're, if you're Boston, and I think they've, they kind of realized throughout the series that Tampa had more skill. Tampa was faster. With the way the game is called, with the way the refs are, Uppy, can you physically change a series with being physical, getting in people's faces? Hey, listen, these guys are quicker and better than us. The only way we're going to win is going to the blue paint, finishing our checks, getting in their face. Can you still do that, Uppy, with the way the game is called
1: now? You'd fucking hope so. Yeah. You'd hope so. Because this NHL game in the playoffs is a man's game. No matter what team is going, like I said, veteran teams fucking win championships with with good leaders. And it it, it takes staying healthy. It takes fucking your guys playing hard minutes uh, and changing, you know, big hits, fights. You've seen it, but big hits and fights fucking can Huge. change the momentum of a series. Going and fucking running a goalie sometimes can change the fucking momentum of a series. Being down three goals and going and fucking fighting someone, again, fucking, there's a seven game series. You're worrying, you know, everything you do, every little thing you do fucking can create momentum for your team. You look at the Richie hit, yeah. questionable hit. I don't know. I don't
0: think it was. It's
1: a penalty. It's, it's a penalty not a for fucking sure. five minute major. 100%. But, you know, I I hit like that saying, fuck you. Let's fucking, you know, we're the Boston Bruins. And we play physical. And referees should give these guys a little bit of, fuck, they're a championship team. They're always there. There's usually a respect factor from from the way teams like that play, from the referees, where they're like, hey, listen, Boston Bruins, Philadelphia Flyers, St. Louis Blues, they play fucking hard hockey. Yeah. So they're, if they're not using their sticks, fucking run guys over. It's a fucking man's league. Let's go. Yeah, I agree. And, and the thing with... i Look, I
0: know Nick Ritchie. I play with him in San Diego in the in Anaheim organization. He's a great kid. He's, a, he's a, kind of a throwback pro. Listen, the guy makes the pass. He doesn't look. He gets hit. He's trying to change the momentum in the series. Like, is it? Is it... Am I happy the guy from Tampa got fucking bundied into the, wall, into the wall? No, I'm not happy about it. I mean, as an ex-player and a fan, I don't want to see anyone get hurt. But... We're playing for the Stanley Cup here, folks, and if, if things aren't going your way and Tampa continues to outskate you and, and outskill you, if I'm Nick Ritchie, I'm fucking trying to finish everybody to try to either, you don't want to say this, but A, maybe they can't play the next game and you go into the, the depth of their organization and just trying to change the series. But the kid, was he hurt? Fuck, he came right back and played. it. Fucking think.
1: right. He was yeah. out there next fucking shift yeah, just buzzing like, around.
2: Listen, when the Islanders... Played the Capitals, Anders Lee ended that series when he laid out Backstrom.
1: Yeah, right? It was
2: like, wow, see, they're not going to push us around.
0: No, he set the tone
2: or he like. F- he, the captain, he lays out Backstrom and then he fights Wilson. Fucking
1: yeah. A. Exactly. All this talk like, about good hits, I'm going to open another beer. Crickets. Oh, beautiful. sounds of sounds summer. Sweet. Sounds of summer. Big hits. Who doesn't like big fucking hits? Fuck, I love big hits. Big tits and big hits. <laughs> <laughs> when you're the captain and you
2: lay out Backstrom and then you fucking Listen. square up and fight. Tom Wilson, you go, you know what? We're not going to get fucking pushed around. And the Islanders
0: won the series that day. 100%. And two of the best captains ever played for were Ryan Getzlaf and Vinny LeCavier. And both of them, when push came to shove, definitely fucking playoff time. Hall of Famers. Hall of Famers. Yeah. They would chuck him. Getz, he's a big boy. Ducks hockey, he will chuck him. And Vinny LeCavier, when push came to shove, remember he fought a Ginla in Talked, the Stanley yeah. Cup finals? Like, listen, I get the game's changing, but refs out there, for fuck's sakes, let the boys play a little bit. And let these guys determine the series. I know there's no fans. I know it's weird, but man, it's still they're still playing for the Stanley Cup, and I still watch this shit. And there's too many penalties. But yeah, that's that's come nice. from a couple old ex pros here that are. Let's uh, move on to the next. Uh, yeah, yeah I got talk, it right here.
1: Let's talk. I'm gonna
0: give uh, you your time right now to get into Vegas, up here. Yeah, I know you wanted to get into them last week, and um, boys got off topic. So let's let's talk about Vegas. That's your pick coming out of the West. So let's let's dive into Vegas. Fucking Las Vegas. God, Tom. I wish I could
1: go to Vegas right now. Um, <laughs> you
0: can't. I bet but we all. On, I know not. that's hey.
1: what I mean. I Maybe wish it was old. Spearman Vegas. Rhino, I ain't go to Spearman Rhino. That's a ah, little Omnia, <laughs> a couple diskies, disco biscuits. Uh, so Vegas is, I mean, listen, boys, these guys are they lost only two games in the bubble so far. Really, they're fucking confident and they're strong, they're getting fucking scoring from. From everyone, it seems like. Fifteen players have at least one point in this series against Vancouver. And you got to think that's a... uh, When your coaching staff looks at his whole bench, Obi, and you know this, because sometimes they look, hey, this Upshul, I can't put him out there. He's a liability. Fuck. This O'Brien. Obi, you're done for the Hey, Obi, what the fuck are you doing here? You're going to make plays like that? I'm not going to put you out there. (laughs) I think Peter DeBoer looks at his lineup and says, I could put any one of these guys on the ice at any time. And they're gonna fucking do the job, and they're gonna do it well. So you know, led by guys like Mark Stone, who, I mean, little Davy I, 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 I modern gave him day,
0: a good concern, modern day Davy Amtrak, not the best style, not the best boots out there, but just good shot, goes to the net, finds a way to score goals.
1: See, he's he's just big. He you said not, yeah. not a great look, not a great look. But fuck, he, looks like he a can score. Leaguer, but How about that done. shot from the half wall where he just like was cheddar, cheddar? Um, so you know, look, you got him, you got. Pacioretty, who's fine in his game again. He's been hurt all year, but fucking 10 goals in 15 playoff games for the Las Vegas Knights. He doesn't have to deal with that French media anymore, which he's probably enjoying, right? Like, if you have a bad game in Montreal, they
0: fuck you. Now he just seems like he's playing free up. He seems like he's enjoying the game.
1: Yeah, I don't know why, but the other night I was working out in my garage with no tarp on, and I picked Vancouver. <laughs> I picked Vancouver to win. I know, I respect yeah, that. Yeah, fuck, I like greener. I love Marky. Yeah. Uh, but I did pick Vegas to win this fucking thing, and and they are playing just like they're fucking, they're ready to rock. Yeah,
0: they on. got good depth. And for me, the guys I've noticed real quick, I'm going to go with, uh, I think his name is Alex Tuck. You know, this guy fucks. Like, he's big, right-handed shot, up and down the wall. Tuck Fox. Tuck Fox. He's... When I watch him play, I'm like, man, he's a handful out there. And then I got to give some love to my boy, Shea Theodore, who I played with his his first-year pro in San Diego. He's a great kid, leading the team in points. I, I knew Theo was going to be a great player, but I didn't know he was going to be this good this fast. So, um, great sure trade, everyone, Bob Murray. Yeah, Bob Murray. Um, great he gave, trade. He gave him to get Clayton Stoner's deal off the books. But Theo, this guy fucks. He's playing unbelievable. And when it comes to the Canucks, listen, it looks like they're done. They had a great run. Um, JT yeah, Miller
2: you know what though you never done bro never you, gotta,
0: done, win. you gotta win four you gotta win four but JT Miller you've been unbelievable and I'm gonna do my milk carton right now and listen this kid I've watched him for two years he has unbelievable some of the sickest hair in the National League he has a great shot he's gonna be a great player he's young but fucking Brock Besser man where you been this round or the first round um, you're on my milk carton this week he, listen he's gonna be a great player is he playing 20 minutes maybe but I don't care if you're a first rounder and you get in the opportunities. Does Brock Besser, You got to be fucking better.
1: Yeah, it's and, and and you know what? You hate to be like negative, especially on a team like we. we you know, you love the Vancouver. I, Banc- I love the Canucks. You are, I love you Canucks. Can- you're can-
0: you're a, a Canuck at heart. We're all Canucks,
1: boys. But you got
0: to just think. Not UConn. Sorry, bro. Me and Updog. Stock tip, Dave. Too yeah. maybe. They're playing the fucking
1: Vegas Golden Knights, and the Vegas fucking Golden Knights are are good. There, no one in this fucking league wants to play them or Tampa. Especially I think, with fucking Revo out there running like, around. Sure, yeah. fuck me. God. And see, and he's bringing physical play and he's been a factor. I Because mean, that's fuck. because they start that fourth
0: line. And I love how they start the fourth line. And speaking of starting the fourth line, let's move in. We could talk about Vegas all night up, dog, but we, we got to keep this thing rolling here. And it's time, folks, to talk Islanders here. And our boy, Kevin Connolly, our captain... Tell us about Gar Snow trade that's going on that's affecting the Islanders right now, Cons. Well, I
2: want to comment first. People pick Florida to beat the Islanders. The Islanders have lost two games in the bubble as well. They fucking steamrolled Florida. They fucking swept the Capitals. And they're fucking pounding the shit out of the Flyers. And at what point do you got to go, all right, like, uh," you don't love the Islanders, which I don't know why, but you get down to the final four, assuming, now, by the way, no givens, assuming the Islanders can close out Philly. You know, you're down to the final four. Anything can happen. Islanders match up better against Tampa than they did against Boston. And I would take Tampa over anybody, but... It is what it is. I think the Islanders deserve a little more credit. Like, at what point do you go, okay,
0: they have lost <laughs> two games in the bubble. You guys to see the passion on Khan's face they're, right they're, now. Folks. They're winning, Uppy. Yeah, no, I listen, we sore, Uppy. I agree with you, cons, And We were talking about it, and I talked about it last night on this Toronto radio station. They're like, hating on the Islanders. Ryan Whitney, fucking hating on the Islanders all the time. We love you, but... Boring. You, he says they're boring. Like boring. Hate
1: him. Yeah.
0: Fuck with, um, but where does that come from? That hatred come from? It's a great it's question. A Boston thing. It's gotta be, and and honestly, cause all I'm gonna say about that point you made is they've beat fucking Washington. They might swept be them, swept them, <laughs> fucking worked them. The Islanders, they have as good a chance as anyone in the bubble. So right. fuck, we hating on the Islanders. Are they gonna win it? I don't know, but they have as good as fucking chances as anyone else.
1: These guys are on the cusp for their first fucking conference final in 27 years. Whoa, 27 years. Very. Fucking Trotz is He is on a mission.
2: The day that the Islanders, you know, Pittsburgh was going back to back and the Islanders knocked him off. That was the day of the Beverly Hillbillies premiere. And I was in Studio City <laughs> in my suit, <laughs> <laughs> late for the premiere, hoping that it didn't go into double overtime. But fucking <laughs> David Volick won in overtime. Yeah, but it's been 27 years since the conference finals. Wow. Again, there's still a game out, but 93 was the last time. These guys are bubble guys. They're a tight. Knit group Tight. I know it firsthand. These guys have played Together a long time They're really good friends They're ready to leave It all out there For each other
0: As an Islanders fan And listen I know like when it comes to business, they probably would have played at the Berkeley Center, but does it hurt you a bit that this isn't happening at the Coliseum in front of your fans? Like, it's been that fucking long. And- yeah, of course. Yeah, I yeah, mean, like- you know,
2: you want to you wanna be there, you know? And yeah. It's like we talked a little bit about Mayfield killing off that last 20 seconds yeah, of that. If won- that were at the Coliseum, the fucking walls would have oh, come Oh, man. In, you yeah. You know? And quick shout out, we talked about this, but Garth Snow. Now listen, yeah. Lula Morello came in and he changed the culture. I mean, he stripped me of my access, but
0: that's another story.
2: Um, <laughs>
1: bold, bold move, Lou. Bold move. Lou. First I mean, off, finally,
0: you're out. Fucking vodka sales went down at the Barclays Center. <laughs>
2: these guys just came in and fucking shut it down. They changed the culture, right? And Trots, but this core group, this is Garth Snow's group. Garth Snow, we talked about this. Obi traded Griffin Reinhart to Edmonton. Luke? Griffin Reinhart.
0: He was <laughs> like uppy. He played in. Uh, he was in the. By the way, cross-rider. great guy. Yeah, first sure round is. pick. Yeah. The
2: Islanders traded them to Edmonton for a first and a second. <laughs> it was like 16 and 32, and it ended up being Barzell and Bouvillier that the Islanders picked up. Now, that's God. Garth Snow.
1: Wow, that's like Connors the crazy bees. Yeah, that's… Arzal those guys, Olivier, like Garth they're Snow, kids. like they're
0: 22. Man, they're that's crazy. Kids. Like yep. that, that trade there has, has changed the franchise. Like when you told me that, Cons, I was blown away. Up will be that. I mean, that's a great and move Pelic by
2: Garceau. And Pollock and they, they've done, you know, this is Garth Snow's roster. What Lou did that Garth was never able to do was bring in that one piece at the very end. And yeah. this J.G. Pajot Pajot. Kid, Pajot. Holy he's fuck. On. Not Seven only Gino's. that, he's a big gamer. Yeah. Like, he, he wants playoffs. the puck. He, he, he scores. The Islanders never could find that guy. And Tavares, I'm not going to get into a Tavares ripping session. Let's get into it Never fucking got it done like that, bro. J.G. <laughs> going to
1: the net hard, <laughs> driving too. it home. And it's not just a rental. They fucking lock him up. And, you know, they he's might overpay up. him, but fuck, he's a playoff guy. He's he a is. playoff performer. He plays work every hard. dollar
0: yeah. so far. Yeah, and I'm just going to give some line to that fourth line that they have. I mean, I love that that he starts them. Siakis, that's how you say Zizekas, it. Zizekas, Clutterbuck. Sorry, Clutterbuck, and, and who I hated when I played against him, Matt Martin. I love that fourth line. I think they bring tons of energy. They fuck. They fuck. They, they and I mean, they hit. They hit. Yeah. I think it's important, boys. I know the game's changed, but I still think it's important to have lines, fourth lines like that. Up.
2: And also, too, these guys are like, you know, I went to Matt Martin's wedding, so I got to see the kind of dynamic and Cal Clutterbucks got that letter for a reason.
0: Is he a good he, guy? Because I used to hate that fucker.
2: He's a great guy and you could see why he's got that assistant captain. He just Plays has that lot. way. It's coming from the captain. Yeah. Yeah. He so just has if, that way about
0: him. It, that fourth line is the heart and soul of that team. Yeah, I agree. I agree. That Clutterbuck, remember when he came to the league? He was just running around up. So I'm like, yeah, someone's going to keep. Him and Tutu were the guys that would throw out my era ups, and you played, obviously, where you're like, keep your fucking head they up. Launch. They launch. They and launch. And Rafi yeah. Torres.
2: And Clutterbuck, he hits the irons. There was one other guy ahead of him, but he's in like the top two or three in the league.
0: Wow. Updog, I
2: like your I
1: chances how, against him, Uppy. I wonder how COVID's affected his uh, handicap. Uppy, your handicap's solid. <laughs> I'm down into the plus. In any event,
2: if the Islanders should advance past Philly, they got a fucking chance. Anything hey. can happen. We got a hot goalie. Islanders go deep to that series.
0: I like the Islanders. Varlamov, I play with him in Colorado. He's going good. So, cons. I think the Islanders have as good a chance as anyone. Updog, you were a Flyers. You were fan favorite. No. Let's talk Flyers. Um, I know you got some stuff about them. Let's get into the
1: Broad Street Bullies here. They're not really. I mean, playing great. I hope you don't have lactose intolerant because the milk cartons. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, it's, fucking... it's it's staying here with the uh, with the Philadelphia Flyers and and. Are you going and Drew veteran, back to back? veteran Mil-Cartons? guys, it's the veteran guys. It's Van Riemsdyk, and I, and I don't want to be negative vor-check. here, but fuck, you know, you got such an opportunity. You're, you're you're fucking a couple games away from really staying in this thing and fucking going to the conference finals. And yes, they're playing fucking the Islanders and Barzal and Varlamov's playing fucking great. But Philly, like from their coaches down, they got to just be be better. I you, agree. I, you, we look at. Uh, Carter Hart okay yeah. so Obi you mentioned this young goalie fresh fucking legs had a great year all year probably their best player how do they sit him how do they sit him on a back to back Is is now we don't know what's going on but yeah. you do have Elliot in there Elliot is a guy that's you know he's been there before and we t- talked about this at the beginning um, but you, if you want your best player to fucking run the show, you I, got you got to get him out there. Is I it gotta, because I be they
0: al- knew that the Islanders were going with Grice? Maybe, but I got to be honest. I thought I would see Elliot in a fucking Winter Classic alumni game before I would see him in another fucking <laughs> playoff game. I be he honest. played good. No, he, he, did, did, he but did. It wasn't did. his fault. I'm not saying it's his fault, cons, but like you got Carter Hart. He's your young. He's your future. Let me ask you this. This is
2: from a guy again. Fan question. Because a guy like Carter Hart, can he go and go coach? I got to get in the fucking game. Good
1: question. No, he's too young to do it. But that's a great question, Cons. At some points, the coaches need to be the coach. And they need to organize the troops and fucking send the troops out for the mission. Uh, That's basically fucking hockey 101. But Philly, just from, from the top down, like Giroux, for example, and we can touch on this, but his legacy in Philadelphia, which has been a superb one, it's he's not, really good. He is really ah, I'm not fucking sold good. Boys. He's had ah, 100 he's got points. Good numbers. Five, he puts on five, up 100 points on. four or five years fucking. The kid is, he has all the tools. I said he was feisty last time. You said nothing ah. feisty <laughs> but his fucking red beard. <laughs> Fiery. The Islanders play all above the puck. You can't fucking get any odd man rushes on them. And Philly's a team that creates a lot of chances off the rush. Neutral zone. The fucking Venus fucking, fly fucking trap.
0: Listen, before Jerusalem cons, I don't want to be this old guy. That, like, listen. I was a fucking average NHL at best. Don't get me wrong. And Giroux, he has great numbers. I'm sure he's a great guy. But listen, if you're the captain of the Philadelphia Flyers, you're making fucking eight bananas a year. This is your time to fucking show up, all right? I don't care how old you are, whatever. This is your time, Giroux, to fucking show up and earn your money. I'm not saying he's a bad guy, Uppy. My opinion is he hasn't been good enough come playoff time throughout his whole career. And he gets his fucking cookies on the power play. That's right. all I'm saying. From a very average NHLer, that's my opinion.
1: You know when Larry Flowers changes his pick to win the cup, and it's been Philadelphia Flyers <laughs> for the last fucking Flowers. since St. Louis won the cup, he jumped on the other bandwagon. Of course he did. I don't Flyers. even get me started. Hey, Collins, so, we're gonna get
0: Flowers in here. We're gonna rip them for a whole show. Me, you, and Uppy. We have to.
1: Who else you got? You got Dallas. We
0: got Dallas and Colorado. Uppy. Nail will It's a nailbiter. I'll start. Thank this God,
1: because I we need to see more McKinnon. Please, fucking please,
0: a. more McKinnon. Like, don't. So I'll start with the Avs. They're my pick to win the West. They're not done. The way they played last night, obviously can't score five goals in the first period every night. That's what I envisioned in this series. The thing I, I think about Colorado that I didn't realize before the series is their core up. is still young. They have a young core. McKinnon's still young. My boy Landis Cog is still relatively young. What's he, 25, 26? Yeah, like, I mean, I guess that's... They look young still. Their backup goalie who had great numbers in the regular season, you know, he's kind of shit the bed in the playoffs. But my take on this series is, A, cons. it's not over. But if they do lose out to Dallas, I think it's just experience and depth. But Colorado will get that moving forward.
2: And that Corey Perry's just crazy. He plays like a man possessed.
0: I actually sent a tweet out the other day watching Paris because I was texting with Lupo and Getzlev. And I tweeted out that... I'm not a very good tweeter. This is maybe why I shouldn't do it. But I tweeted out that Corey Perry is my favorite player to watch in the NHL right now, and I didn't mean skill wise. I mean the way he like is embellishing calls and falling over the goalie and going to the net and falling down and hooking guys. But in all seriousness, he's still great on the power play. He takes pucks to the net, folks, which a lot of these young guys don't do a lot. Is he gets at the goal line and takes it to the net and creates stuff. And I would still take Corey Perry on my team. You have to the worm.
1: Fuck you can't. i I was in Dallas and fucking first day of training camp. Tee it up with with pairs. then we fucking go for beers with our boy Billy Quinn after and younger Quinner. And fucking, I'm like, man, I've to go my whole career watching Corey Perry, Perry do what he does, win cups, fucking be the pest, score fucking fifty, win the Hart Trophy, do it all. He's done it all, and then just to still see him fucking out there, it's it's a treat. It's a treat to watch in the playoffs this year when when fucking we're all sending group messages about him. The one where Loopal sent out the one of him on a breakaway. Yeah, he was yeah, on a breakaway. He, had like a, and he got caught. He had like, was he had a like late two ship. or three strides
0: ahead of this guy. This guy caught with half a stride. <laughs> he falls behind the net. He gets hammered. For
1: like, <laughs> didn't somebody compare him? Like uh, yeah, that was the media. Were oh, we compare him. him to Matthew to Chuck. Yeah, yeah.
2: That fucking pissed Corey Perry off. You he can sure tell because he's been playing. He's always oh, he plays with a chip on his shoulder, but he's got a little extra bounce in his step, and he's looking to mix it up out there.
0: Hundred percent. And they asked me if, if Corey Perry would be a good fit in Toronto next year because he's on uh, free agent. I think Pairs would be a great guy on that team with those young guys to come in because Pairs is going to play with, with edge and attitude every single night, and that's what those kids need in Toronto. That's kind of off topic, but Pairs still plays with that edge, and and, and he's, he's
1: got a bad attitude in a yeah, good way. Man. he still loves to play the game. So this series, fucking, let's, this is the series I think can go to seven games. I hope it does. Uh, we need good goaltending from Colorado. We need McKinnon to add to his point total. He's got 23 points in 13 games. He's just on fire. Fuck, he's, so he's nasty. Been, he's been doing all the fucking, but... Uh, you know, He's France really getting all the pussy in the box. Franz... Zeus? Franz Zeus, the lefty, Franzuse, goofy goalie. Fuck, he had an incredible... First, it, who's going to play next game? Hutchinson just got him a win. They're both terrible. They're... <sighs> fuck.
0: Hey, Collins, we were wondering, I don't know, who's the last goofy goalie, so a left-handed goalie, like Grant Fuhr style, to win the Stanley Cup? Is it... Could it be Grant Fure or Like, Jose Fido...
1: Barrasso. Tommy, Tommy, Tommy talking, fucking... Tommy Barasso. fucking Barrasso.
0: Barrasso. Can't win with a goofy goalie, I don't think, but Tommy Barrasso... Updog, I want to get your thoughts on this guy that Corey Perry's playing with. Is this big fucker hints? I know he went to camp there. Rope. Talk about Hintz. this guy. He seems like a game changer and a beast out there.
1: Yeah, he's he's strong, Obi. He's fucking fast. Uh, he shoots the puck. So he 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 compliments their team really well because their team is built of a lot of older guys up front. Maybe with not the foot speed that they once had. Ben's not the skater he was before. No. Yeah, uh, but he
2: still is a good captain. You're,
1: you're damn right. right. No visor out there. You're I damn that. right. But the way that this kid can fucking motor with the puck, it's come low, wheel with it, get it, and he puts himself in such unbelievable shooting positions all the time. And so if you look at his goals, he's there. He's waiting for the puck. It's on a stick. It's fucking in the back of the net. If he's skating up the ice with it and goes wide, there's only a few certain few guys in this league that can do that. One's McKinnon. One's McDavid. And he's another guy that's just right there. But good young player, strong. Him and that, you like this name. Gary Onof.
0: Gary Onof. Best Fucking name in hockey, Gariana. right? Fucking
1: Gary Onof. So, those two guys are playing good hockey for him and, and basically providing them a lot of depth, and, and they need it because they're, you know, I think this thing's going to seven. Yeah. And I, I want right. it to go to seven. So
0: do I. More McKinnon. Uh, we're going to give a shout out to Rick Bonus, who was my assistant coach. Is that the guy you yelled at? That's that the guy game? I yelled at. Fucking game four. Cons was there. We're down 2 1 to the Kings. We're the favorite in the series. I grab Dowdy, put him in a headlock. I go after Greener. I'm chirping the bench. My bucket's off, trying to swing momentum. And Bonus tells me to fucking play whistle to whistle. I said, Fuck you, Bones. <laughs> I'm trying to get the boys going here. Yeah. We win the game. Fuck, we win the series. Two months later, you I'm You literally told call. them to fuck off. You did tell I said, to fuck, fuck off, Bones. I'm trying to get the boys going here. The Wong was telling me, "Relaxed, twins." I'm like, "Boys, we gotta get pissed off."
1: Fuck Incredible you, clip, though, right? I'm like, "Who are you yelling at?" Because you got AV fucking chirping back at you. Some of your players are kind of like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa." I was just trying to get some hockey night in Canada time, to be honest with you. Like, trying to get that still, towel. Trying to get yeah, that.
0: Cameras towel. on me. I'm like, I'm fucking gonna milk this for a little
1: bit. If it was Saturday, you only get it to give it away, though. As we.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Do you go back in after that and go like, "Sorry, coach, I was just caught up in the heat of the moment there." So, uh,
1: so listen, I, I I
0: grabbed my bucket, I went down the hallway, I took a breather, I was like, "Fuck," because I knew it was. Kind of a so we finished the period. I went into Bones's office. I said, "Bones, I'm sorry, but fuck, man, we're flat. We're down two-one here. They were winning the game. I'm like, we got no emotion. We lose this one. I'm just trying to do my job here. Like, it's no disrespect to you." And he kind of went, "Yeah, I know, always, but just play. You know, keep your emotions in check. Play whistle the whistle." And I said, "Bones, I made my career playing after the whistle, buddy. <laughs> fuck, <laughs> whistle the whistle. I'm not that good after the whistle. I can stir some shit up." And after the game, yeah, yeah. So listen, boys, that's great playoff hockey. Upbeat cons. I could do this forever, but. You know, we're, we're, we're getting time time. Either limit here. way,
2: for any of these teams, it doesn't get any easier moving forward. Oh, no, it's because if like you time win that series, then you're playing Vegas. Nobody wants to play Vegas, right? You know, the Islanders, oh, you knock off Philly, you're staring at Tampa Bay. Right? Yeah, Tampa Bay is, is then staring at Vegas or whatever. It, it's down to the four teams and it's going to get fucking ugly.
1: It's getting good. Boys, at this point, these guys, like they lay down at night and they can almost fucking smell the silver mug right Fuck. now. Because you got fucking, after this, there's four fucking teams left. I was And I, the fucking, the, the Holy Grail it. is right there. You can, you, you, you lay can down at night champagne. to go to sleep and sometimes you're like, holy fuck, we're we're eight wins away from the fucking, And absolute about rager, what you do
0: with right? your
2: day with the cup. What am I going to do with Speaking my day Speaking about
0: with the, the cup. Stanley Cup, listen, I give Flowers a hard time about his thing, but I went to O'Reilly Stanley Cup party last year and I didn't touch the cup. Wasn't going to touch it. Even though I'm done, I'm never going to fucking win one. Didn't touch it. Fucking O'Reilly pours Johnny Blue label in there. I said, <laughs> Give me a fucking sip of that factor. <laughs> so I got down on one knee because I'm like, just send it right now. And that blue label, Kevin, I'm telling you, buddy, oh, it it's tastes nice. good in there. It's nice. Crispy. We had the Stanley Cup at goal.
2: Love it. I wouldn't let any of the fans touch the cup. Because I'm like Lou LaMarella, send a fucking hit squad yeah, out here. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no. And if, if we pop up like we're the Islanders celebrating with the cup in the first round, yeah, that's <laughs> no, Lou,
0: Lou would have been knocking on your door. Exactly, bro. I'm already had my access restricted in a big way. Yeah. So, yeah, it's the greatest time of year, boys. And I forgot to tell you guys this before, but I through my social media, uh, a guy from my hometown gave me a shout out. Um, one of this old legends who you guys would love. His name was Cowboy Bill Elliott. He was an old goalie, uh, catcher in softball. You used to have a boat called the Yankee Clipper Cons, where I would go down in high school and get absolutely pinned on the Yankee Clipper. Just (laughs) just... clipped on the Clipper. And he reached out. He's battling lung cancer right now. And this guy reached out that the boys at the Missing Curfew would give him a shout out. And I know you two guys would love Cowboy Bill Elliott. So if you could just say Cowboy, keep fighting, buddy. We're thinking about you at Missing Curfew
1: here. Cowboy, cheers, buddy.
0: Cowboy, hang in there, bro. Be strong.
1: All right, boys. Thanks.
0: We'll talk to you next week, folks.